Are you a sports fan who didn't know the NFL draft was this week? Then boy, do I have the teaser trailer for you. I'm Danny Heifetz, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show every week with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. We're doing mock drafts before the draft. We're grading picks after the draft. Now, do we know which picks were good and who's going to go where? No, absolutely not. We can't predict the future. But people like hearing about it. Yeah, don't you? You sickos. So we talk about it anyway. So come listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show. And guess what? If you like the draft, but you don't like me, you can go listen to the Ringer NFL Show with Kevin Clark and Nora Princiati and our other NFL experts. Or you can go to nfldraft.theringer.com to check out our massive draft guide. So come listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show and the Ringer NFL Show on Spotify because they employ me. Or it's also available on all the other platforms that don't employ me. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back. And better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. All righty. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. Tuesday, Ringer Gambling. Joe House, John Stremsky. The Brooklyn Nets are eliminated. I cash my Celtics series price. Life is good, Joe House. I missed you on Friday. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I, I miss you guys as well, though. I really enjoyed Raheem Palmer uh, on Friday. Did a phenomenal job. Give credit where credit is due. I missed you, but Raheem yes. was fantastic. Yes. Totally agree. I, I, and I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm a fan of his work anyway. Um, it feels like this is a fine day to call out the the, the haters, right? Because... We have the the Boston and, and Brooklyn thing in our rearview mirror. And we also had some some haters on Friday. Uh, you know, we forecasted the guys we were trying to, to anticipate your time in the half marathon on Sunday. And neither one of you thought you could you could, you would come in before under, under two hours, JJ. And I may have used that as some bulletin board material. Yes. And as a source of additional motivation as I'm getting to mile eight and the mile nine. And I, I kind of knew house with the way I was feeling the last three miles. I'm going way under this bad boy. We're not going to be sweating this out at all. Um, and shockingly, I'm not dead and my legs feel fine. And I'm in one piece after running. 13. I know if you were doing the pot on Friday, you would have bet the under. You would have had faith oh, in your boy. A, a lot. No, I, I, I've been paying attention to the training, and I, I have some running in my background. Back in, in the day, I was a track and cross-country kind of fella. So I, I've seen some of the times when you post, I said, oh, JJ's got a little talent here. I would have gone way under. My, what I'm interested in, you know, the 13-mile race is kind of the, the perfect uh, an amount. 26 is a whole nother challenge. Is that in your future, John DeStremski? So I've always said no. When I crossed the finish line in Brooklyn and that feeling of just, I, I can't even describe to anybody out there what the feeling was because it was just like exhilarating. Like I felt like I could do anything. Like I could conquer the world. I'm not trying to get dramatic, but seriously, that's how I felt. I think it's possible, House. 
Yes. The biggest issue is going to be, it's not even the race day. The biggest issue is going to be the training. The, the training idea the of on a Wednesday in August when it's 105 degrees, I got to go and run 13 miles. That is problematic, my friend. That's well, the issue. We live in a day and age where you can really customize a training plan for yourself. You don't have to go to hell and back to be a successful marathon runner. And, you know, if, if, if Wednesday's your long day and it happens to be in August, you just set the clock. That's a 6.30 run. You're home by, by you know, 9 in the morning and ready to get on with your day. You just you, 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 you come up with a practical plan to achieve your goal. But I, I think you got it in you, J.J. House, we shall see. Let's get to some NBA playoff basketball. And I needed a big weekend. The boys called me out. I deserve to be called out. And I have responded. I had a winning Friday. I had a banner Saturday. And even Monday was pretty profitable. I had the Celtics last night. I had the Raptors last night. We're done with the Utah Jazz. I don't know what I was thinking there. I apologize for that advice. Um, I like the Celtics. You like the Nets. I'm stunned this was a four-game series, though, dude. Nobody expected this to be a four-game series. No, the thing, Simmons sent a note uh, around to some of us yesterday about, you know, how did nobody in our group transact on, on the Celtics sweep at 14-1? to 1? And the reason is because who believed in a Celtics sweep? What Under what circumstances? If Kyrie and KD are both playing, then you expect them to win at least one. And, you know, when we were communicating yesterday as I was building out my Monday card, I, I uh, told you that I was going to play a zag. I liked uh, Toronto getting the points yesterday. I liked Dallas. I thought there was going to be a, a, a Luka game, and, and there was a Luka game. But I just thought that, like, Brooklyn's going to get one, and that'll be it. And it'll be a four-to-one series, and, that, and that's fine. The same thing. It's an unbelievable script to me. The series was pretty evenly matched. And the biggest difference to me was the last four, four and a half minutes of every single game. And I felt like I was watching Oklahoma City all over again. They were trading isolation. I'm talking about the Nets. KD gets a turn. Kyrie gets a turn. KD gets a turn. And they initiate all of the offense in those last four and a half minutes from the top of the key where the defense doesn't have to move and the ball doesn't go side to side. And those guys are, are, are trading tough shots because that Boston defense pushed them out. Now, look, the, the net shot 50% from the field and 40% from three for the series. And if you tell me that ahead of time, I would have said, well, you know, that's great. This is going to be a hotly contested series that we anticipated. Boston's execution down the stretch was, was flawless. They were the ones that looked like they had the composure and all of the veteran experience. And the Nets were, were just lost every night. And to me, that was the difference of, of the series. The, the, the Celtics won the last four minutes of every game, and they won every game. And I think you nailed it. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact, House, that the Celtics got better throughout January, February, March, and into early April. And the Nets were this, this jointed mess of the team all year. Kyrie not playing home games, the rank getting hurt, trading James Harden get the nothing out of Ben Simmons. And think about it for a minute. The Nets were preseason title favorites. They are the first ever team to be preseason title favorites, according to Vegas, to get swept in the first round. That's all you need to know about the state of the series and the state of their franchise. And not for nothing, that execution and lack thereof, Nash takes a hit for that. 
but so too does Durant and Irving. Because guess what? They were supposed to be the guys willing Brooklyn in this series. Like, if Brooklyn was going to win this series, KD and Kyrie were going to be off the charts. Let's be honest, House, they weren't off the charts in this series. They were not. And I, I'm going to enjoy the punditry all, all week long. I mean, I know you're up there and you have to cover the Nets. I think that franchise is, we have the explicit rating on here, right? Yes, we do. You can drop it. They're fucked. They are fucked. Like, that, that's, Kevin Durant isn't going to um, go find the Fountain of Youth and magically, you know, be able to move side to side. The version of Kevin Durant that we saw in the face of that stifling defense is what we're going to have to live with. Is Kyrie Irving going to play? Tell me right now how many games Kyrie Irving plays next year. I mean, is it going to be 55? Is he going to get to 60 games? And those guys went into the press conference after the game last night and were like, oh, well. Kyrie basically saying, I'm calling the shots. I'm a part <laughs> of the management. Are you kidding me? <laughs> to have the audacity to say that is all you need to know. And then I got Durant. And listen, Durant's an all-time great player. I'm not all trying time. to disparage his resume. Nope. He, he's phenomenal. Do I need Durant a day after a sweep tweeting out Charles Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Clyde Drexler? Dude, sit a play out. Stop acting like a little baby. You lost. Your team got punked. Go on vacation. Use it as motivation next year. I saw that this morning, House, and I'm like, this guy doesn't get it. He just yeah, that, doesn't get it. That That's the problem w with it. It, it. You know, when he's in this, those press conferences, he, he comes off as having, you know, a thoughtful and measured judgment, but we, we constantly see him down in the trenches when this nonsense with social media, why does he give a shit what Charles Barkley has to say? His legacy is his legacy. If he, and I'm talking about KD, if he, you know, truly was, you know, somebody deserving of, uh, you know, the, the, the echelon that we have him in, he would not have gotten swept in the first round with a team that he had a hand in building the composition of. So that's part of the legacy now. No doubt about it. Celtics, Bucks, before we get to these other first round series, I saw, I love that I'm already giving the Chicago Bulls no chance, but guess what? We need to cash our boost. We are giving the Chicago Bulls no chance on Wednesday, and we are going to get Bucks and, and Celtics. Are you surprised that series price opened at minus 200 for Boston? Wow. Minus 200. Went down to 180. Obviously, there's uncertainty about Chris Middleton. But that seemed very, very high, dude. Very yeah, if, high. If you had asked me, House, what do you think the price is? I would have said like minus 135. I would have said 120, 130. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I thought Boston was going to be favored in the series. Home court advantage, playing better ball, no injuries to speak of. Now that Robert Williams is back, minus 180. Even so, that's hefty, dude. I'm not laying it. I mean, I, I think it's a fascinating series. I can't wait to see. You have to have a point of view on on Middleton's timeline. I haven't seen, you know, I know it'll change literally like day by day in the same way that that the timeline for Luca kind of changed day by day. And Luca, you know, was 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 back on the court and, and fully effective last night and was back on the court for game three also. Um, so, you know, or I mean, uh, game four, the, the um thing that we just have to, to let this sort itself out with Middleton is, is he that price implies that he's not going to play in the series. Correct. That's what Vegas is thinking. But Giannis could go into beast mode. Sure. Middleton could come back. I think that is a good series to wait on because I can't see Milwaukee suffering the same fate that the Nets just did. Like, you no. want to tell me the Celtics win the series? Fine. 
Giannis ain't losing that series in four or five games. There's no way. No it, way. As long as the the rest of the cast remains healthy, um, I, I like Milwaukee's chances. I might try and, and get on the money, uh, the, well, the Milwaukee money line. From a Milwaukee line. perspective, I yeah. think you want to get on now. Yeah. I think you can wait. That series is going to be 1-1 or 2-2 at some point, and you'll get a better number on the Celtics. Okay, House. The Raptors. We were out. We were out. Joel Embiid. Freddie goes down. 3-0. We were out. We both had him last night. I went on Philly radio earlier this morning because they wanted to talk Simmons. They love me down there. And they are tense. And they are nervous. And I got news for you, House. The Raptors win game six. They can absolutely win game seven. Are you starting to believe? Oh, I'm there right now. JJ, this was the matchup that we um, sized up. Like, lots of folks were on, you know, Toronto as part of, of series parlays. I might even have a little exposure to Toronto as a standalone bet um, at the beginning of these playoffs. And everything went to shit with all the injuries at the very beginning of, of the series. But, you know, again, speaking of a guy that went out where it looked like he might be out for the whole series, Scotty Barnes... The rookie of the year really is the straw that stirs the drink, bro. He is fantastic, and he touches so many aspects of the game. It settles them down. Siakam has quietly been very effective, I think. And, and you know, this is the thing. Nick Nurse was catching a lot of shit at the beginning of, of, of the series because of how flat Toronto looked and the toughness that we were anticipating to keep them competitive didn't really seem to be there. But he's made some adjustments. Uh, and I feel like the coaching advantage we anticipated between Nick Nurse and Doc Rivers is about to come into play, buddy. I have a proposition. I am on FanDuel right now as we speak, and I know you and I got involved with the Raptors series price before the start of this series, not getting as good a number as you could get right about now. The Raptors, what do you think they are? Have you seen the series price? I have not. I didn't look at it. I have right, the updated series game. price. What do you think Toronto is to win the series? Hmm. Plus 175. Guess again. Plus 250. Keep going. P- plus 350? Keep going. Oh, God. <laughs> Are we watching different games from Vegas? Plus uh, four, that's 425. What so Toronto is plus 570. 570 no. down three games to two after winning back to back games. Now, maybe this is Vegas saying they can't win four straight games, but just on principle, Lone House, it's a we price. have to fire on that bet. We, we have, have to, to do it. We must do it. I understand why. And the reason is because in the history of the NBA, it no has never ever happened. Come back from it has never happened. But I, I, I mean, we're realists. We're, we're guys that watch the games. We just, Toronto can absolutely win the next two games if their health, you know, and FBV gets back at all. But, you know, he he, he wasn't playing great in, through the first three anyhow. I mean, got to do it. JJ, we're on that one. Oh, we're in. And you know this. If it goes seven, that building in Philadelphia is going to be as tight as can be. Like, there are home court advantages, right? Like, yes. You want to tell me home court advantage, even series, going back to Philly, the place is going to be rocking? That town, real up, losing three straight after what happened in the Atlanta series That's last year. 
That's oh my it. God, that's not going to be a home court advantage. And Toronto will go into game seven with nothing to lose. They'll boo that team. If if it the minute it starts going sideways, they will boo that team into oblivion. They'll boo their they they booed them last night. And they deserve to be booed. We're in on Toronto. We're, Folks, well, look, the, the funny <laughs> that's right. Like, we the the real problem for Philly is, is Harden. I mean, Embiid's a, a, a monster. He's play, trying Even to play with through the that injury. injury. Still a monster, correct? That that joke that Jalen Rose made, where um, you know, you look at the stat line for Harden, and it looks like a concert tour, like he's on concert. Oh, three, three for nine, four for twelve. You know, it looks like dates on a on a concert tour. Legend and uh, Verno shouted this out: another four for eleven. When another nice April eleven concert by James Harden. Four uh, for 11 uh, last night, and he, he just doesn't look healthy. So, I mean, let's go Raps. Let's do this. Now, you need to give me some advice. And remember, if I ever said this again the rest of this postseason, let's revisit this conversation. You are not going to allow me to bet on the Utah Jazz no, no, ever no. again. Friends don't let friends bet on the Jazz. You know you, what I mean, dude? How was I dumb enough? You know what it was, House? The entire world bet Dallas last night. And I'm like, this seems too good to be true. With three or three and a half, I go, what am I missing here? This is a gift. So sometimes I try to smell out the fishiness, and I got too cute. And the end result is I had egg on my face as Luca well, hit every shot known to man. And I'm like, a quarter and a half into that game, I'm basically watching saying, what the fuck did I just do? It's you and 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 the Sharps. It was a sharp position to take Utah last night. I mean, the Sharps, Sharps jump, we're, we're, we're in on it. And it's situational. You know, we don't let the emotion of, of the situation dictate how we play our, our dance card here. But, you know, that we've been very suspicious of Utah for, for a full five weeks now. They have appeared to be among, if not the, the most gutless teams out there. They just don't have any heart. And, and you know, it, it, it really emanates from the disconnect between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. If those two guys were on the same page and showed brotherly love and, you know, set a tone for the rest of the team, I think it would be a, a different story. They don't like each other. They don't like playing with each other. And I really think it's just Donovan Mitchell. Um, and, and and they just don't have a will to win. I am absolutely, I'm going to knock on wood. I don't want to jinx it. I love this, the ticket I bought uh, at, at, after game one last Sunday, you know, nine days ago on the 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 uh, Mavericks money line plus 525 in that series. Oh, that's a great ticket. That's a great ticket. I hopped on after game two. I wish I hopped on after game one. I missed out. So give you credit. You got yourself a much better but number than I do. It just was like that that same version of Utah. That same, like they just kept letting Dallas hang around. I said, you know what? If there's any chance at all that Luca comes back, I want I want to have a taste of, on it. I want to have a t- something in place. How do we feel about getting invested in the Mavericks to win the Western Conference? That's a whole nother deal. What's because the, price? the reason I bring it up? The reason I bring it up: the uncertainty with what's going on with Phoenix. No Booker. The Warriors are just way too overpriced right now. Now everybody is on the Warriors' junk. And I don't like that house. You know that. I understand. I, I don't, I don't yeah, like getting on a right. team like that. And Memphis, I, and we'll get to this in a moment, I think they have their hands full. I think they have their hands full. So, Dallas, to win the title, is at 13-1. to 1. What is Dallas to win the West? 
Dallas to win the West. Come on. Giving me everything but. Here we go. Conference winners. Thank you, Ken. Plus 500. Mm. See, I feel like you take them to win the title at that point because if they get into the finals, you could get a good hedge number anyway. Yeah, and I'd rather just play money line bets, you know, roll up money line bets on them. Then that that future is not giving you enough value. I don't. All right, I don't so feel we'll like. just keep playing serious presses. All right. I think so. You talked me into it. That was an yeah. easy sell. Yeah. I just yeah. figured I would throw it. If out you there. would, if it had been double digits, it would have caught my attention. But you know, they're seeing Vegas is seeing this Dallas team sort of come together, and if Luca is healthy, I'm knocking on wood. They they're they're interesting. They're much more dynamic now after that trade than they were before. Now, Utah is an absolutely perfect matchup for them in the first round, but they're, they're using this. What, what um, th- this opportunity afforded them with Luka missing the first couple games is those guys getting that shine, that confidence for Brunson, for Kleber, for Powell, right? Getting those, those, those starter minutes and really having to carry the load, that translates into to like a, a postseason toughness, a postseason identity that like, mm, okay, I, we, we might see something here. House. I am ready for today's card. Oh. I have a good feeling about two of these games. Two of these games I have a really good feeling on. The third game I do not have a great feeling on, but let's get to that. First, Atlanta and Miami. Heat away in seven. The Heat whooped the Hawks in game four. They should have won game three. They have been such the better team throughout this series. I think Atlanta is completely cooked here tonight. Now, I know the entire world is on the heat. That scares me a little bit. I don't care. They've been on the heat every single game in this series. I'm in. Miami's winning this game. They are not messing around. I'd be stunned if that's the case. I am 10,000% seeing the world the exact same way as you, John Deskremski. They're laying seven. The total is 217 and a half. They have a uh, formula for addressing Trey Young. And, you know, it'll be really interesting this offseason to see how Trey changes his game to um, reflect how confounded he was really this entire season. With the rule changes yes. and the short season. It's been, it has thrown Trey off. And Trey it has. even said it. He even said it after losing, think about it. He lost to Milwaukee, the eventual champion in the conference finals. Said after game four, this is the toughest playoff series he's ever played in his life. That's telling. That's telling. For sure. I mean, I so we're we're all in on Miami. I don't, you know, sometimes the obvious answer is the right answer. This is one of those instances. Miami has title aspirations. I think they're legit. You know, they're an interesting team. They're flexible. They can play. Um, they can throw a lot of bodies at you defensively. They're going to come out. They're not going to mess around. I like the combination of Miami laying the points, and I like the under in this game. It's 217 and a half, I believe. I see 217 and a half. There we go. So that is, I, uh, I like Miami will be involved in the family parlay at some yeah, point. Yeah. I like the under, but we'll go through our menu here. We're going to see how we play this out. All right. Game two, Minnesota, Memphis. You want to talk about a zigzag series. This has been impossible to figure out. Now, house, full disclosure, I had to go Betty by to wake up for the 5 a.m. wake up for the half marathon. So I did yes. not see the second half of this game. There's nothing like waking up, by the way to a winning ticket. I don't know if that's a good thing <laughs> or a best. bad thing. So, best. like, you fall asleep. The game was tight in the first half. I'm like, all right, first thing I do when I wake up, I'm having my coffee, I'm eating. 
oh, nice. Minnesota covered my bet. A little extra money in the FanDuel account. Exactly. But this has been a nutty series, House. Nutty series. It's because they're, they're like two versions of the same kind of team with all of these young guys. Like the only true established bet in this entire series is Carla Anthony Towns. And he don't have no playoff legs under him. And he's been he has, awful. He's had yeah. many well, moments he's of being alternated. a He's yeah. alternated. I mean, yeah, that's good game, it. bad he, game, basically. He's showing the inconsistency of a guy that's playing in his very first playoff series, even though that's not the case for him. Um, I, you have a, go ahead. You, you, you tell me what you're thinking on this game. All right. So the line opened at seven. It is now down to six. I think the Timberwolves are young and dumb to not be intimidated by the moment. I think we are in for a nail-biter. I don't know if Minnesota is going to win this game outright tonight, House, but I think we are going to have a game that's like 102-102 with like three minutes left, and I think grabbing the six is valuable. I think it's valuable. I'm not going to argue with you on that. I I feel more... Strong, uh, strongly about the Memphis money line. I, okay. I like the Grizzlies winning the game outright, but that six is right in the sweet spot. You know, the thing that that um, you know makes me want to tap the brakes a little bit with Minnesota is how well they shot in in Game Four. They were fifty percent from the three point line. They were forty over forty seven percent from the field. All five of their starters scored in double figures, and they got sixteen from um, McLaughlin off the bench. And that was to me, uh, really a function of that team feeling like it had its back up against the wall. They've been punked the previous game, you know, in the history of the NBA, nobody's come back from it lost a game being up twice, 20 points twice in the, in the, in the second half. Um, and, and so they, they wanted to show out. And I, I, my concern is they used up all of what they could bring resource wise to that game. And that, this is going to be a flat spot for them. But you are not inclined to take Memphis laying the points here. No. All right, no, good. I'm not. I, that because makes we me just feel I just, what version of John Morant are we going to get? I mean, well, Bane was incredible. Well, you're getting game or you're getting game two version. That's, yes. if you get game two version, Memphis is going to win this game by 20 plus points. I just think a young team in this sort of environment could be a little tight at home. Maybe As opposed so. to Minnesota going in kind of free and easy, kind of loosey-goosey. I, I, I think Memphis wins the game. Like, gun it ahead, I think they win a game. But I think this is a white knuckle, dude. I think this is a nail-biter. So I'm taking – if you're not going to take it, I am going to take it. I'm taking Minnesota plus six. That's fine. My, I want to take Memphis on the money line. Okay. All right, we'll circle back on that. Now, last but not least, this is the hardest game for me to figure out of the three tonight. New Orleans and Phoenix. I loved Phoenix in game three. The fellas did not. They did not want to endorse my pick. I was right. I had New Orleans in game four. I thought they would respond. Now it's game five. Line opened at seven, down to six and a half. I don't love it. I don't have a great feel for it. I can say this, though, and I'm not going out on a major win by saying this. I do not think Phoenix loses this game. I- I'm with you on, on, on that idea. I really think. The combination of Monty Williams, he's going to earn that that coach of the year title that he's about to collect. And, you know, they, they're going to have some adjustments. The problem is it's just a tough personnel matchup for, for Phoenix. I mean, the, 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 what the defensive pressure that McCollum and Ingram are creating because of Ingram's inability, um, Ingram's ability, 
ability, capital A ability, I meant to say, inside and out. That's why I got caught up inside and out. He's showing us a version like he's a he's an all-star. He's a he's a top 15 player in this league, top 20 player in this league. And, you know, that 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 combo game offensively is what folks have been asking for from him. He's on the biggest stage for it. And I really think the if effect that CJ McCollum had on arriving um, in this team and providing the leadership and providing some guidance, it's been impressive. I don't, I, if I was, I agree with, with the idea of Phoenix on the money line, but I'm not uncomfortable taking the points with New Orleans. I really feel like this is going to be a dogfight from here on out. And this New Orleans team has a chip on their shoulder. They've gotten physical. They've gotten gritty. Alvarado being a pest like he was at Georgia Tech, not the least bit surprised from a New York City guard. That's what they do. That's what they bring to the table. That's why you want New Yorkers on your team, House. They ain't going to get pushed <laughs> around. They ain't going to mess around. I like that out of Jose That's Alvarado. They're St. Peter's spirit. We just watched it in the, in the, in the March Madness. That's St. Peter's toughness. It's fantastic. Okay. Family parlay. Here's my suggestion. Miami Moneyline. We'll throw your Miami under in there. Phoenix on the money line. Three-teamer. What do you think? And we leave alone altogether Memphis and Minnesota. Because I'm going to bet it individually. I know you want to bet it on the money line. I know yeah. that you do. Yeah. I, I already have it. In fact. I, for one, don't want to get involved. Because I want, full disclosure, I have a Timberwolves plus one and a half game series bet. Yes. That I want to cash. Okay. And... I think I have one of two chances to get it. I'm not going to like Minnesota's chances in a game seven. I want a game seven. So I, I, I want to root for the Timberwolves. So good. Miami on the money line under 217. Phoenix. It pays. Hmm. What do we got here? Plus 232. Okay. That's better than, than, than two to one uh, payoff. Are you for, in? For, or do we have risk? to make this? All right. So you want it? Do you want to throw Memphis in here? No, no, you let's do not. not do that. That's well, that's getting too we crazy. Did, if we did, see, then you're taking all three favorites to win. I know. I and know. I understand. Sooner or later, that formula is going to blow up. Like you saw with that Denver Golden State Sunday game was like the classic fishy of the fishy. Like the books were not going to lose on Golden State in four straight games. They were going to recoup some of that action. You knew it. You knew it was coming. Well, one of the things I'll note, and speaking of, of Raheem and his good job, he had this in, in his column today. There have been 34 playoff games played thus far in these NBA playoffs. Only twice has the winning team failed to cover. So there, there, we don't have a lot of these instances where, you know, a, a, a dog, you know, you, you, you grab the points and the team loses. So that's why that Memphis Minnesota one for me is scary, right? Scary. I don't. That's why I don't want to put the Memphis money line in. Um, because if you I, cover, I, you've had a lot of outright winners. What exactly. do you think about this? Do we add Golden State tomorrow? Oh, okay, right. Because we're not back together again until Friday. Yes, and let's be honest. These two games tomorrow night stink. I mean, the Bucks are laying twelve. The Warriors are laying eight and a half. The problem is on the money line house. Milwaukee's minus seven seventy on the money line. And I'm already invested with that dopey uh, little boost that we have from FanDuel. It's actually not dopey. It's, it's a wonderful boost. It's actually, yeah. it's fantastic. I use some bad vocabulary there. Sorry, FanDuel. Sorry, Ringer. I love you all. I hopefully am <laughs> cashing. It's dopey because I'm stressing it. That's yes. why I think it's dopey in my mind. Yeah. But 
we're already tied in with the Bucks, so we need a win tomorrow. Let's do the Warriors here. Okay, that's so, fun. If we do the Warriors, our parlay goes to plus three fifteen. Yeah, we we like we usually like to get these to up over three hundred. That's usually the House Dostremsky method here on the Ringer yeah, Gambling I wanna, Show. We we don't want to get nuts with the parlay. We're not giving yeah. you like twenty to one parlays, but we want you to get some value. So Phoenix to win, Golden State to win, Miami to win under two seventeen. Let's get it, House. Let's go. I think that's a winner, JJ. I'm hey, I, listen, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm firing in right now as we speak. Well, speaking of firing, it's NFL Draft Week. The guys uh, on this on this very channel have been firing off Warren Sharp and Ben Solak all week, uh, last week, this week coming up. There's shows. Now, I'm, I just want to ask you if you have a favorite NFL draft prop. Have you looked at this market? Have you been so in there a little bit? I have started to dive in. I have a few that I like. And I feel like with a lot of these, you got to get them early because yeah. the narratives and the information changes so much. I mean, that's why a lot of the Vegas books don't even want to put these out because they don't want to get smoked by people right. thinking they know a lot more than the books. I am definitely taking the under on Kayvon Thibodeau to get drafted. I am on that because I think the team is going to get sucked into his talent and his potential. So I am in on that. And I am also taking Malik Willis to be the first quarterback drafted. Those are the two that I am on right now. What about you? Have you fired on any draft props? I have not. Today's going to be the day. I didn't move um, into the markets early enough. I was listening to the shows last week and taking notes, and I just didn't jump in. Um, the one that I'm looking at two, two unders in terms of um, okay. numbers, I'm looking at total quarterbacks drafted in the first round and they've set that number at three and a half. And I love the under on that. I just can't I get do myself. Too, so hold on a second. All right. So let's say Willis, Kenny Pickett, three and a half or two and a half, three and a half. How the and hell are four quarterbacks getting drafted in this I, draft class in the first round? And I, I know teams trade up. Four quarterbacks? So this is one where you have to pay a ton of juice, right? You have How to much, tie though? up your money. It's minus two fifty. That's not that bad, though. That's where that's that's where I'm at. See, that's, if it were like minus five hundred, I'd be like, right. no, that's no. a no for me. Yeah, minus two fifty, I'd be in on that. I know. I I think so. Like I can't get the four quarterbacks in the first round. I just you know the class isn't good enough. I mean, really, I w- I'd be uh, more surprised if, if, if there's more than two quarterbacks taken in the first round. I was going to say three max. Three, three max. max. Yeah, that's it. Um, the other one I'm looking at is wide receivers drafted. That number is at six and a half. I think it's going to be six. So that price is only minus 122. I mean, you're messing around a little bit there. It's it, that, that one, you know, you, you got to be prepared. Um, to lose because you just don't have enough uh, information. But I, I can count six six receivers. I can't get to seven. The other one I'm thinking about, because I have a funny feeling the Jets are going to take them with their second first-round pick, I am going under Drake London. And I know he's not as sexy as Jamison Williams because he's not an Alabama prospect or the Ohio State wide receivers that everybody watched in college football. The Jets need a go-up-and-get-it guy. He profiles that way far better than the other two. So I'm trying to use a little New York Jet information to hopefully help me out here with Drake London. That's another one that I like. Well, that might be one where I'll sit back and look at the the receivers that I have slotted here. And if London swings that one way or the other, I might create, I mean, I mean, there might be a nice hedge opportunity in there. 
I like this. Might See, we have you covered every up. which way. There Austin we go. I, listen, we are not as detailed oriented as, as Warren Sharp. I mean, I, I cannot <laughs> pretend that I am. I love Warren. The guy is a mad scientist. But like he, I can imagine the algorithms and, and, the, and the math and the sort of stuff that would have me flunk out of high school in Syracuse <laughs> house. And hey. then you have you and me who are like, you know, we're just. Yeah, let's look. I don't see it. Who are the guys? I don't see it. We're a Noah guy type of better. That's, that's how we roll. That's a little bit. And that, hey, that. it just goes to show you, there is a method to everybody's madness. That's right. Let's, let's collect a winner tonight uh, on our madness. I like the sound of that. Remember, our family parlay, three favorites. Heat, Suns, Warriors, and the under in the Heat Hawk game. House, I will see you on Friday. Let's cash, man. I need Let's to keep cash. the good vibes going. I love keep it, baby. Keep the good vibes going. Let's do this, JJ. Good work by Stefan. We are back Friday on the Ringer Gambling Show. We'll have you ready for the NBA postseason. And hopefully we'll cash in a couple of NFL draft futures. Boys are out. You got everybody. 